Welcome to Love Uncensored, the modern guide to dating and relationships. I'm your host, Nicole Colantoni, a dating and relationship coach. And each week, along with special guests who aren't afraid to speak their minds, we challenge norms and expectations in love and relationships. From childhood trauma to sex, we explore the uncomfortable and unspoken, providing valuable insight and actionable advice for building healthier relationships. Join us for candid conversations about all things love, whether you're single, in a relationship, or somewhere in between. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Love Uncensored. Last week, we launched the very first episode of the Love Uncensored hotline and the feedback was actually pretty great. So we have decided to make it a weekly episode, meaning each week you can DM me with your dating dilemmas or relationship woes and I will try my very best to answer each one of your questions. This week we actually had a ton of questions come through but unfortunately every time I went to sit down and record uh, my neighbours who decided to renovate um, would turn the drill on. So Oh, there we go. There's a hammer. So unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be able to get through all of your questions this week, but I do promise um, that I will get to them next week. So before the drilling starts, let's jump into the first question. Okay, so the first question is, I feel like I have big dreams about how I want to live my life, but I also want to meet the love of my life and be in love and cute and stuff. I just find it hard to believe that I won't have to sacrifice a part of me in order to fit into someone else's life. And that feels awful. I feel like this question is so relatable. Uh, particularly as women, we have such a short time frame because of our biological clocks to work out who we are, what we want to do with our life, let alone who we want to spend our life with, right? Uh, You know, I remember when I was 23 and I broke up with my ex-boyfriend and I, I remember thinking like, oh my God, how do people make it to the age of 50? Like how do people work out who they are, what they want to do, uh, while also paying for the bills, making time for friends, family, sleep, and health and fitness. Like, and then factor in, you know, getting engaged, getting married, starting a family, buying a home. Like it just seemed so impossible to me at the time. And I think that's the point that I'm trying to make that you actually have to, you know, honor the phase that you're in. Like if I married any of the people that I was either in a relationship with or dated at the age of 23, I probably would be divorced or in a deeply unhappy relationship right now. Like I had to be single at that age in order to figure out who I was and what I wanted my life to look like, right? So if you have these big dreams, then, you know, honor that. 
and and make that your priority right now and do whatever it takes to make those dreams a reality, right? Whilst also being open to the possibility that, you know, the right person can walk into your life. But I also think we need to be realistic and recognize that not all relationships are meant to last forever, right? People come into our lives for a reason, a season, a uh, and, or a lifetime. And, and that's okay, right? Don't put so much pressure on yourself to think that every relationship has to work, right? You know, our relationships are meant to teach us something about ourselves. And it's okay to, once you've, you know, sort of learned what you were meant to, to outgrow that person and pivot accordingly, right? But, you know, if you do happen to meet the right person, right? I, I think it's important to sort of realize that, you know, when it comes to being in the right relationship, right, it shouldn't feel like a sacrifice. You know, I have so many clients who say to me, oh, relationships are hard work, uh, you know, and they, they, they require compromise and sacrifice. I'm like, oh my God, no, they do not. You know, that is BS. We've all been indoctrinated to believe that relationships are hard and that is why so many people are in the wrong relationship or settling for an unfulfilling relationship, right? You know, the right relationship is actually meant to uh, sort of uh, encourage you, right, to be the best version of yourself and lift you up right? And give you the courage to go out and, and pursue your dreams confidently, right? Knowing that you have this support network back home, someone who's got your back, someone who is 110% committed to your health and happiness and success, right? Knowing that your happiness and your success is their happiness and their success and knowing that it is, you know, reciprocated, right? Because relationships are meant to be balanced. They're meant to be reciprocal, right? So rather than viewing it as, you know, I can only have one or the other, be open to the possibility of being able to have both, right? You know, but I think it's, it, it reminds me of the saying, you know, you can have anything you want in life, but not everything, right? So I think just acknowledging that you have to honor the phase that you're in, right? And make that your priority, right? Uh, and maybe that is figuring out who you are and what you want and what your dreams are and then giving your all to making those dreams a reality and then maybe recognizing that you have room for a relationship and then honoring the, the, the time and energy that that relationship requires, right? Uh, but, you know, I think one really important part is, you know, when you do feel ready to open yourself up and invest your time and energy into a relationship, make sure that you are screening people properly, right? You know, when you're dating ask yourself, is this person aligned with me, right? Is who they are and what they want, um, you know, does it complement me or is it in direct conflict with what I want and who I am, right? Uh, you know, I remember when I was dating an ex-partner of mine, he said to me that uh, 
when my wife has kids, she will not work. And that broke my heart because I knew from the bottom of my heart, from a very young age, that no matter what, I would always work because work is an expression of who I am. So to ask me to stop working is like asking me to stop expressing myself, right? Uh, You know, and I see this all the time in session with clients. You know, there are people who are like, but I love them so much. And I'm like, yeah, but they want kids and you don't. Or that, you know, they're non-monogamous and you're monogamous, right? Or they're religious and you're not, right? Or or they uh, want to be digital nomads and you want the white picket fence, right? So you have to really, really get clear on who is in alignment with your core needs and the expectations around those needs. And you need to ask yourself, do we have a shared vision for the future? If not, you might be forced to either sacrifice or abandon a part of who you are or what you want in order to be with that person. And then the question becomes, is that something that you actually want and are willing to do? Because I see it all the time, right? People do that. But, you know, it ends up becoming a form of self-sabotage because you know, the the person who does that ends up becoming sad and unfulfilled, right? And then their partner picks up on that, right? They pick up on that resentment and it creates distance in the relationship. And then ultimately, you know, uh, it, it can lead to a relationship breakdown, right? So I think that it really comes down to screening people uh, properly, right? Um it reminds me, you know, I'm, I know I'm like a broken record, but my favorite Esther Perel quote is, there are many people you can love in life, but few people that you can do life with, right? So when you do really feel ready to settle down, whatever your version of settling down looks like, you know, ask yourself, you know, is this someone that I could do life with? right? Not just someone that I could love, but somebody that I could do life with because doing life with somebody means being with someone who is committed to your dreams, right? Who who wants what is best for you, right? Um, It kind of reminds me of uh, a conversation that, uh, an, an ongoing conversation that I've been having with my partner, right? You know, like, He has been very clear about wanting a family, wanting to be a dad. And, you know, I really believe that he is my person. And so naturally I want to start a family with him. But, you know, my business blew up two years ago and it's not at a a stage where I can kind of step away from it, right? And I know that when it comes to starting a family that, you know, that is a huge deal. And I want to be the type of mom that is present and I want to give 110%. And I'm also aware of the realities of what that means. You know, like as a woman, I am going to be the one who is going to be pregnant with the baby and then give birth to the baby and then breastfeed the baby, right? And you know, um, at least for the first two years, the baby is so dependent on on the mother. And it's not to say that, you know, the father's role isn't as important in different ways, but there are realities, right? And so, you know, we have had to have hard chats about how to make both our wants and needs work. My partner also runs his own business, right? So how do we honor the needs of both our businesses whilst also prioritizing our need as a couple to start a family? you know, and, and, you know, 
in time, recognizing that, you know, I'm in my mid thirties and there are also realities with that, you know, and I always, always say, the harder the chat, the easier the relationship. You know, these are deeply unromantic conversations to have, but they're absolutely necessary because what you don't want is to let so much time pass by that you miss out on the opportunity, right, to do something that was really important to you. Or the alternative is that you rush into something, right, without expressing how you're feeling, uh, you know, and end end up in a situation that you were not, ready or prepared for, or or maybe even didn't want. Like I know so many people who have children when they actually didn't want children or, um, you know, miss out on the opportunity to have children, right? So uh, I really think that it's important to have these conversations and be super, super transparent with your partner about what you want, what you need, how you're feeling. Because in my situation, we've now made an agreement, okay, we need one more year, right? And our priority in that year is to get our businesses to a place where we can be open to the possibility of starting a family, right? And it took so much pressure off me because I'm like, okay, I've got a year to breathe. I've got a year to prioritize my business and my relationship, right? And in a year, we can have that conversation, right? And it's not to say that we're even going to start having kids then, right? But but we know that we've we've formed this agreement together we're on the same page right we are prioritizing each other's needs whilst also recognizing that you know that there's something that we we want to work on as a couple together right so you know i think that if you find yourself losing yourself in your relationship lean in have the difficult chats right Um, and remember that relationships don't have to be a life sentence, but when you do make that commitment, make sure that you settle down with someone who is as committed to your dreams. Okay, the next question is, I feel awkward even asking, but we haven't been intimate in months and it's not all on him. I also haven't initiated, but I just feel so unmotivated. Like he's my best friend, but I just don't want to, you know? This is bad, isn't it? Well, my initial thoughts are, it's not bad and it's actually a super common experience. But what I find, you know, as a woman with friends and even in session with clients is that so many people feel awkward talking about something that is actually so common and even to be expected, right? You know, in the honeymoon or limerence phase, whatever you want to call it, you know, we typically just, you know, are obsessed with our partners and, and, you know, sort of fantasize about ripping their clothes off 24-7. But, you know, relationships uh, have different phases and that's one phase. But once that phase subsides, you know, um, it shouldn't be viewed as a negative. In fact, it's a good thing. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't get anything done in life, right? Uh, And yet we add and put so much pressure on ourselves to maintain that level of intimacy, not recognizing that intimacy comes in lots of different shapes and forms, right? Like there are lots of different ways to be intimate with your partner, holding hands, you know, looking into one another's eyes, cuddling, Um, kissing, 
right, uh, are all different forms of intimacy. And let's be real, right? Uh, you know, you don't always want to have sex and that's okay. I mean, even in my own life, there are you, you know, I've been super vocal in this podcast about how the first six months of this year, I was working seven days a week and they were long days. And at the end of the day, the last thing that I wanted to do was have sex. Like I wasn't feeling good about myself. There were days where I didn't even see directed daylight. So the last thing I want to do is then to take my clothes off and, and, and have sex. I just wanted to go to sleep and prepare for the next day. Um, so I think that there are realities to life that impact the way we feel and the way we interact with our partners. And that is okay. Uh, you know, but, uh, I also think that, you know, particularly when you live together, right. Um, and you're with each other morning and night, uh, showering together, brushing your teeth together, uh, you know, doing housework together, you know, that romantic aspect of your relationship tends to take a back seat, you know, and, and the mundane <laughs> becomes, uh, you know, a, a huge part of the relationship. Uh, and, and so I think that there needs to be an emphasis on prioritizing intimacy in your relationship, right? I literally was just watching uh, this uh, Jordan Peterson uh, video last night um, and I actually was speaking to my partner about it. Like Jordan, I know he's a bit of a controversial character in my industry, but I really, uh, you know, uh, enjoy listening to some of the things that he says. And, and this one thing in particular sort of spiked my interest, but he was saying that, you know, in a relationship, you need to make, you need to dedicate, I should say, 90 minutes a week uh, with your partner, just talking about life nothing romantic, just life, right? It can even be about like your domestic duties, right? Or what's going on in your partner's life um, or at work or with your family, whatever it is. Um, but then on top of that, he encourages you to uh, commit to at least one, but ideally two dates a week. And I was asking my partner, do you think we do that? And he said, yeah, absolutely. And we concluded that, you know, a date is something as simple as taking your dog for a walk or we go uh, every weekend and do a sauna and cold plunge sessions together and we have considered that that's a date and tomorrow we're going to our friend's farm and the drive there and back will be a date, right? And, you know, those are deeply intimate moments where you get to connect, right? Um And it also reminds me of this Esther Perel quote where she says, you know, foreplay starts the second you leave the bedroom, right? You know, meaning the way you treat each other outside of the bedroom creates and adds to that sense of intimacy, right? So it's not just about sex. It's how you show up every single day, uh, you know, but I guess you have to make, uh, you have to make that aspect of your life a priority, Right. You know, I think when we get caught up in, in the hamster wheel of life and particularly when we become parents, right, the relationship itself takes a back seat, right? And so, you know, in order to feel close to your partner and, and uh, you know, um, 
you have to you have to prioritize this aspect of your relationship and again it's deeply unromantic right like you know there are people uh, that that claim you have to schedule it in right and so what I say to my clients is well maybe you sort of make a morning or an evening ritual right where at the end of the the workday, you switch off your phone, you light some candles and you just spend time together. And it's, it doesn't even have to be, uh, you know, uh, based on the premise that it's going to lead to sex, but maybe it's just an opportunity to disconnect in order to reconnect, right? Uh, knowing that intimacy doesn't have to be about sex, right? Um, you know, so I think that it, recognizing that it's really, really easy to get caught up but, you know, if you're serious about making your relationship work and you're serious about being with this person, you know, this aspect of your relationship has to be a priority because it's what differentiates you from being friends, right? But I always tell my clients, you know, there should be two types of check-ins in a relationship. You've got the daily check-in, how are you, right? Where you're a source of reprieve to your partner, where they can sort of chat to you about what has gone on in their day. And then there's the weekly check-in, how are we? right? You know, where you sort of reflect on the week that's been and you prepare for the week that's coming up, you know, and you can say like, you know, work was really hectic this last week and I don't feel like I got much quality time with you. Can we sort of prioritize that this coming week? Or your partner can say, you know what, babe, we have not had sex in a month. I know you've been busy, but like, can we make time for that? Right. And you're able to communicate your needs in a safe space and and form agreements around those needs. Right. I will also say this, you know, so much uh, of desire is is directly linked to novelty, right? And when you have been with someone for a long time, that sense of novelty tends to wear away, right? right? So I think it's about identifying ways that you can mix it up. I know not everyone has the means to book a trip away or a weekend away or go on a lavish date, but you know, any way that you can sort of disrupt your schedule and 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 get yourselves, uh, you know, out there, you know, in a different setting, whether it's getting dressed up um, and going to a bar or just going for a drive somewhere or whatever it may be, but just trying to bring back that sense of novelty in your relationship, right? Uh, You know, and, and that sense of play, life seems to get it tends to get, I should say, so so intense, so stressful, you know, and and uh, we're dealing with, you know, so much pressure at any given moment. So if we can just, you know, s- distract ourselves and create a sense of um, escapism from time to time, I think that it will really uh, benefit the relationship, you know. But there is also uh, the reality that, sometimes, right, we do outgrow our partners and that's okay, right? And so maybe sit with yourself and ask yourself, am I just feeling unmotivated because of circumstances like work, um, you know, like uh, financial pressures or because the kids are just so demanding or have I actually, you know, fallen out of love? with my partner? Uh, Do I view him more as a friend than a lover? Are there ways to bring back that, that love, right? Or that sense of desire by implementing some of the things that, you know, we're talking about now 
Or do I need to be honest, not only with myself, but with my partner, right? Uh, Because like we've been discussing today, you know, not all relationships are meant to last forever, right? And as difficult as it is to walk away from somebody, you're actually doing not only yourself, but them a favor. Because, you know, at the end of the day, attraction is super important, right? And you need to be physically attracted, mentally attracted, emotionally attracted, spiritually attracted in order to make a relationship work. And I would never encourage anyone to settle for a relationship where they don't want to have sex with their partner, right? You know, sex is a way to express on a very deep and intimate level how much you love that person, right? Uh, You know, so I would really, really encourage you to sit with yourself and sort of explore within what is coming up for you. Um, The last thing I want to say is, you know, I I hear this all the time, you know, couples who don't have time to sleep with each other, um, who don't have time for intimacy, who don't have time for date night, you know, and I've experienced it firsthand in my own relationship. Like I I would be lying if I said that we have not gone months where we haven't had sex, you know. you know, there has definitely been a chapter where, you know, eight weeks passed by and it was like, wow, okay, this needs to be prioritized. But of course there were other things going on at the time that sort of was um, distracting me, you know. Um, But the feedback has always been that the second uh, that couple prioritized it, and, 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 you know, were intimate with their partners, they never felt more in love with their partner, right? Because it is such an amazing way to connect, right? Uh, and, and, you know, when you've gone a long time without having that, that connection, it's hard to imagine or remember what it feels like, right? And so maybe, you know, just try to make it a priority, right? Uh, And see how you feel after, right? Um, Because I think the way you feel will be very revealing. But if you find yourself forcing yourself to the point where you're like a dog in a lead, not wanting to do it, then just pause and reflect and ask yourself why. Okay, guys, I have literally nine minutes until I need to hop into session with my next client. That was an extreme sport trying to record this episode. I feel like I went and sat down like five different times to record and each time a drill or a hammer went off. Um, But like I said, I promise to get to the rest of the questions that you sent through next week. And as mentioned, please feel free to DM me with any other questions or dilemmas or woes that you have. I really look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. Uh, That's it for me. I will see you next week with the Love Uncensored Hotline.